Good morning, New York. Welcome to Chic NYC. I am Melissa Rich. Coming to you live from historic Dime Square in Lower Manhattan. The sounds you just heard were live about an hour ago at around 10 a.m. Uh, funeral. May they rest in peace. And thank you for getting me up bright and early create this lovely day. Just kidding. I was awake. I had therapy before. I was already awake. And uh, part of the magic of uh, the mornings here in the neighborhood. Wow. I mean, a fake summer. We're having two days of 80 degree weather and no one seems into it. Maybe, maybe it's just me. I'm on my period. I had uh, from the depths of hell is this menstruation coming. It was a long wait to bleed, feel the impending pressure. Oh my God, nightmare, absolute nightmare. Glad that we're here relieving the pressure, fully bleeding. Oh, I'm about, I'm, I'm back to working out, I guess is my first. I completely ignore it. If you know me, you know, I was a person who when the pandemic happened, chose to wait it out as far as exercise. I was not going to work out at home. I was not going to go running. I've maybe, I've played tennis once or twice, maybe more. I've, tennis was my main exercise. I haven't played in a while. I'm, I'm back to class pass. On Monday, Carolina and I went to what I would consider my first class back called 305 Fitness. And if you may recognize the numbers 305 as the area code to Miami um, in which you know that this is a dance class and is humiliating. And I think that's an important part of the workout is to be a bit embarrassed. And I was. It was fun. Felt good to move. Yesterday, tricked into doing Bikram yoga. Advertised as a hot yoga class. I walk in it's a hot room. I'm excited. Teacher has kind of a, a cuntier Nathan Lane thing going. I immediately want him to like me. I'm trying really hard. We start doing, you know, the point and bend things. I'm like, motherfucker, this is Bikram yoga. And I believe, I meant to look this up. The guy who invented that is like a huge criminal, right? Or some sort of abuser or something. He's fucked up. And only a fucked up person would make you do the same yoga poses for an hour each class in a hundred degree room. And this was the worst part. So there's, you know, in the back, some like long haired straight dude who towards the end of class cracks a window, bold. The teacher sees, says, "Uh, I would have done that. You can stay on your mat. And I'm like, oh shit. Slams the window. And I was like, great. Now we're not going to have air the entire class. I'm watching the, you know, thermostat or whatever. I, 
should see, but I wear contacts. I should have perfect vision. I supposedly, you know, with them, have Twitter, I feel like I can't see anything. It's ridiculous. It looked like 104, 105. So, you know, I am in child's pose, 60% of the class, just dripping sweat. And to me at that point, great. Then I'm just in a sauna. Thank you. Fine. But I'm not moving. I'm not moving in a 105 degree room. Whatever. Today, Caroline and I going to Con Body, which I think was on Real Housewives a few years ago, if I'm not mistaken. I think Carol took everyone to Con Body. It is a prison-style workout. It was developed in prison. They hire former incarcerated people to teach the classes, supposedly. I guess I won't walk in and assume everyone's a criminal, but I think that's the concept. I think you're supposed to. So we shall see. I got to tell you, I'm in a vastly different mood than yesterday. I actually did record something short yesterday and I listened back for two seconds of it. And I was like, "Ugh, depressing. I sound depressed. I will say today I feel worlds better. And I think there was some sort of shift. I don't know. Maybe everyone felt good yesterday. It seems like everyone's kind of going through it. Like if I look back to the weekend too, we filmed the TV spot that I mentioned in the last episode went great but was I in the bathtub you know a couple hours before contemplating my existence and my choices you know it Caroline and I both were going through it we we're hosting the show together and we were just like you know what let's just gather ourselves and try to have an ounce of fun and enjoyment in this thing that we are just not in the mood to do you know on a rainy Sunday having to be there at 3.15 p.m. Oi. But it was ultimately very fun. You know, once you're on set and you're in makeup, you're like, okay, I can get into this. And it was great. But really, I was, you know, in the waiting to bleed stage and truly going through it. And also putting myself through it, which I don't think is necessarily a bad thing. I think that it's easy to avoid things especially now that the momentum of life has picked up to uh, an unsustainable pace. So overall, probably a positive meltdown. And you know, the one that may continue into the coming weeks, but kind of have a lot going on. So might just can it a little bit. We filmed that. I did the clothing sale on Saturday, which was a blast. I was kind of honestly feeling a bit negative about it. I don't know. Maybe I was a little bit like, I don't know. I I wasn't as excited as the first one that I did. I'll say that. And once I was set up, I was having some wine. I'm talking to people. It's just like a fun way to interact with the public, which is not for everyone. I understand that. I like love talking to strangers. Um, not all of the time, but I do like to interact with the people of the world and it's a fun way to do it. And it's nice to see the things that maybe I'm having trouble letting go of, find people that are, you know, going to show, show these girls the world, you know, live your life, you know, jumpsuit I haven't worn in two years. It's fun. It's fun to see. So that did go well. My friend David came through, my greatest supporter, 
in a clothing exchange. And we went to dinner after at Joe's Ginger, which does have to be my favorite and I think best soup dumplings in the city. Everyone says Joe's Shanghai, which, like, I'm not even sure. I think I always assumed that they were, like, sister restaurants, but, like, I actually don't know that. The new Joe's Shanghai is not the vibe. Everyone knows that. And this one is exactly what you need it to be. It's cozy. There's the right amount of neon lighting upstairs and downstairs. Outdoor seating. The waiters, you know, kind of hate you, but down down deep love you so I guess I do feel a certain protection for the wait staff and as Chinatown has been reinfested with tourism a middle-aged spandex legging jean jacket you know awful wash of denim woman bursts through the door And I think just at first yelling at no one, just literally like, someone take my order, you know, into the the depths. Everyone's like, what the fuck? Everyone's just glaring like, God, you're humiliating yourself. She walks into the kitchen. That was the first day, straight into the kitchen. Someone take my order. They're, you know, surprised and kind of point her to a server who's like sitting down writing a check. She kind of berates that person. I was livid. I was livid. No one wants you here. Not one person wants you in this city. Get the fuck out. Zero. No person. Probably even the people that you're with are humiliated. So the question came, do I say something when we leave? I would have had to weave through a lot of tables to get to her. I wish I would have. I glared. When I tell you I shot my darkest energy into the depths of her heart I did she was also like very PDA with like an older man I was just like what the fuck is going on here whatever so that pissed me off on Wednesday this week I hadn't seen my seen my friend Joy um, who the name fits she is just the absolute like best energy so fun so nice she you know she's the kind of girl who she's an actress but she'll she'll get off social media and go you know do a play in the Adirondacks for two months and return and just bring energy that this town needs you know she's fantastic so we do a lot of clothing exchanging and you know she is um the one who brought me into my legendary Brooklyn clothing swap where I get a lot of good stuff. And she hits me up to go to the Rent the Runway sale. How does everyone not say went the one way all the time? I feel like I've stopped myself from saying every time I've spoken it aloud, I want to say went the one way. I've never used that site. Um, I'm becoming increasingly more passionate about taking down the fast fashion industry. And I think, I'm sure there's a lot of carbon footprint stuff with like the shipping and the cleaning of the clothes and blah, blah, blah. But I obviously think it is better than buying trash at Zara. Which by the way, I have learned more about Zara frequently. First of all, every store 
is trying to be Zara. They are the most profitable of the fast fashion industries. I think because they're not like super cheap, but they're making everything for very cheap. They're like literally like printing clothes, like fucking, you know, Kinko's or whatever. It's ridiculous. They know that these clothes are not going to sell. They're just trying to fill the massive retail stores that they have with the intention that they will throw much of it away for no fucking reason. It's, don't even get me started. Don't even get me started. And that is one thing that I truly embrace about Gen Z. It's like, yes, end this nightmare. So while I have not done Rent the Runway myself, I felt good going to this sample sale, knowing it was all used clothes, knowing that, you know, who knows where they're going to end up post-sale. I think they may sell them online after, but regardless, I think it's fun to, you know, wake up. I left before, I probably left by nine, definitely before 945. Cause I got there just after 10. So I go to, you know, Midtown 30 something and six or something fifth. And there's immediately a line. Of course, I'm like, oh, fuck, I'm going to have to cut with joy. Everyone's going to be pissed at me. Everyone was pretty fine. You know, we get a little ticket. We're waiting. I honestly don't know how long we waited because we were catching up. I hadn't seen her in, like, a year. And I'm sure it wasn't more than 30 or 40 minutes. We get into the store. You have 30 minutes to shop. 30 minutes. And it's big. What I liked about it, and I think much of uh sample sales are obviously set up this way but you, you go by size there are a bit of sections i go to the dress section first and i was like okay what am i going to you know the worst baby shower on earth is that what we're dressing for i was like no it's gonna suck then i find the sweaters then i find the coats and i'm like okay here we go i am weighed down in such a way i wish i took a picture of it like uh, employees who didn't want to speak to anyone were actually like okay she needs help like Let's help this woman. There's no dressing rooms. Um, I find an amazing coat. And I'm like, sick. I'm not going to spend that much money because you buy one thing, you get 10% off. Two, 20, three, 30, four, 40. And I was like, I'm definitely buying four things. So I'm like, great. This is going to be awesome. Of course, outerwear not included. So I end up paying, you know, $180 for this coat. Retails at $850, whatever. The rest of the merchandise, fantastic as well. I mean, I was truly surprised. I just thought it might be a little bit basic for me. I don't know. I don't know. I'm sure Rent the Runway is great. I've literally never been on the website. So that was cool. I spent more than I wanted to at the end of the day. But a very fun experience. And I hadn't done a sample sale in a minute. Not in this new world... In the new normal, um, the Interview Magazine article with Lourdes Leon. Does she not go by Lola anymore? Whatever. I'm going to call her Lola because that's what I've always known her as. Um, I love... Debbie Mazar is the breakout star in this article. To me, um, she comes in hot, bringing big, you know... She's the family friend. I'm your auntie. You know, it's, she's so nostalgic about 
times that she babysat for her and blah, blah. And Lola's just not sentimental at all. She's like, you know, I was letting you watch TV and blah, blah, blah. And she's like, you know, these long anecdotes of Lola's childhood. And Lola's like, yeah, that did happen. You know, it's just like kind of cold. It's great. She starts the article like thinking she lost her weed. You know, she's fun. What I like about her, you know, I have not hung out with her. I've seen her out. You know, people I know hang out with her. And she seems, you know, (laughs) imagine being born into that. Like, and not, from what I know, not being a complete nightmare. She seems relatively grounded. She's not, like, fame-mongering. Like, you know, she seems... Like, if anything, she's trying to avoid a little bit. And she talks about, you know, the value of privacy. And I think, you know, kind of states that is why everything isn't a complete nightmare for her. I mean, she talks about being, you know, uncomfortable at the Met Gala, sitting with Jeremy O'Hara's and Irina Shayk, who she calls funny. So funny. Sure. She says she's a woman of God, which I think, you know, Madonna's your mom, sure. She talks a lot about Madonna's control issues, which I would, you know, love to hear more about and obviously can see and have my own ideas about what that looks like. But she says she's inherited more of her mom's control issues than her work ethic, which feel you. It was it was fun. It was very fun. I liked hearing, you know, some of Madonna's advice. And if I will say, if I don't get invited to this next, whatever next Madonna pop-up show happens, I'm going to disown every friend I have. Not that I have, like, really good friends going, but people who we follow each other on Instagram. So for me to see you waiting at Red Rooster in Harlem for the pop-up show to start, and you not messaging me, hate crime, violence against me, this last one with the parade procession. Come on. Sorry, this massive truck is just pulling up. It was fun. I like the article. So yesterday I'm weeping, as I mentioned, at the drop of a dime. I'm a complete, um, at everything. I mean, Adele dropped a song, so what do you want from me? I'm listening to old Adele songs. I'm thinking about my relationship. I'm thinking about getting older. That's, I think, my favorite Adele song is the, I, when, I think it's called When We Were Young. It should be called, like, Let Me Take a Picture of You or something, because that's really the line that I remember. But I'm weeping, I'm weeping. I decided to stay in and uh, cry. But honestly, it was like, I haven't had a day like that in a while where it's like, no, I actually can't even go, you know, downstairs, say hi to my friends because I will cry. If someone is kind to me, I will weep. And I'm just glad that that spell has broken today because it has been, you know, a solid couple days. But yesterday was rough, so I'm like, oh, what should I put on the Brittany Murphy documentary? Let me dive into this tragedy. Ugh, a lot of thoughts. First of all, like, to kind of skew it as a true crime rubbed me the wrong way a bit. I don't think that we necessarily needed that. 
but it was a bit of a mystery and I understand that and there's conspiracy theories and whatever so fine fair um I thought a lot of the movie lines that they were using, clips of her performances, were distasteful in a lot of respects. I thought, like, I don't know, just some of it seemed in poor taste, including the song that they used for, like, the title sequence, which is a song that I remember hearing, you know, maybe in, like, 2015 or 16 about this girl literally saying, I was going to die young. Now I have to wait for you. I, she met someone, right? So kind of like a happy, in a sense, but dark thing. But I hate when shows will take, try to be like word perfect with a, a song choice. And it's actually not. But I was gonna die young. And then pictures of Britney. And it's like, fuck off. Like, don't make this worse than it is. Just give her like, I don't know whatever I fucking hated that maybe I'm being too picky whatever um her <laughs> best friend Kathy Jimini is so sweet I'm, I know I'm saying that name wrong Jimimini Jaminamini I hate myself she's the star of the show um such a touching friendship and heartbreaking when, you know, and I'm not going to give away too much of it, but it was a very controlling relationship. I think everyone can agree that ultimately led to her demise. And when she says, why didn't I just go to her house and knock on her door and, you know, camp out there and just say, I'm not leaving until I get you out of this. And like, obviously in the moment, that doesn't seem probably, you know, like the right idea. But afterwards, oh God, the gut-wrenching you know, uh, it was really, it's brutal. A few things I forgot that she was fucking Eminem during eight mile. I think that I get so stuck on like the clueless and I guess girl interrupted that like, I, I kind of like just haven't revisited a lot of the other work. So that actually was nice to see some of that. And she is just, like, one of those people who does drama in a way that no one else can. And, I mean, I think she should have gotten an Oscar for Girl Interrupted. There were other movies that I had not even seen that they were playing clips from. And I was just like, holy shit. I never saw that movie with, God, what's his name? Like, the big, like, whatever guy, Mickey Rourke or whatever. And, God, she was just really fucking talented. And I, that is one celebrity. Like, everyone's always like, oh, my God, they had so much left to do and so much more work. And, like, sometimes I agree and sometimes I don't. In this case, I truly agree. I would love to see her current work and her future work. That fucking sucks. I love seeing the party clips of her and Kirsten Dunst. Kiki's like, I don't want to go home. Brittany's making me go home. And they're out. It's, there's some really cute footage in there. The husband thing, I'm not even going to get into it. But that Larry King interview, 
insane. Just watch that. Watch that. Blessing I'll touch Okay. Couple things. Ashton Kutcher. It almost seems like no one can survive a relationship with him. Like, uh, just looking back at the people he's dated. He dated January Jones a long time ago. 1998 to 2000, I looked it up. Not that she's not doing great, but like, yeah, something's off. Something's off with her. Almost broke Demi. That's for fucking sure. Mila Kunis, I will even say, I think they did date while they were filming that 70s show. And then she dates Macaulay Culkin. That seemed obviously, you know, fraught in its own ways. Brittany Murphy. It just seemed like that was a hard break that led to a bit of a downturn. I think it's what was painful for me to see, too, is like when there's okay my personal life is not going great okay well hopefully the career is oh career is also not going great 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 it's like what do I have to stand on and her mom is nuts whatever and I think that like a breakup with someone like Ashton Kutcher will change you or I'll just say with Ashton Kutcher you will not be the same after that affair and I think it's safe to say. There's, you know, cringe clips from Weekend Update. And Perez Hilton, as I feel like, and I guess on some level, if I'm really pulling from my, like, empathy or whatever, him going on these docs, I think he was in the Britney one too, and kind of, like, admitting and apologizing in some sense for his behavior... And I guess in some, he's, like, explaining it. He's like, I didn't see these people as people. Does it? I don't feel bad for him in any sense. I think that, like, this one was particularly dark as he, a radio host, asked him who he thought, which celebrity he thought would die. And he said Brittany Murphy, and then she did. And he obviously is still carrying that, and I, as he should. And he says 2009 was a gross time. And I do agree. I do agree in all ways. Fashion, how we were treating. And it's like, I think there's such a correlation between how we were treating women and how they were behaving. And I don't, I'm not like, no one should party, obviously. I wish that quote-unquote it girls now were messier and partying more and whatever but I feel like this era scared that out of them almost but I think that (laughs) duh the paparazzi chasing you around is gonna make you need to go party which then feeds the paparazzi and it was this sick 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 cycle that obviously an apology or acknowledgement from Perez Hilton does not change and does not help And I don't even think it's particularly interesting. I almost think it would be more effective if he just stayed the villain and wasn't in these documentaries and everyone could just be like, that fucking demon, may he burn, instead of, you know, seeing him still look, you know, relatively unhealthy and unhappy, but just, like, go away. How much money do you have now? 
from that. I'm sure a decent amount. Oof. So it was dark. It was definitely dark. And uh, I will not be watching it again. But I was in the place for something dark. I mean, that's the question when you're already sad. It's like, okay, do I put on Real Housewives and go numb? Or do I lean in and watch something devastating? That's the choice I made. I should probably get going to con body soon. The only thing that I feel is majorly stressing me out and that I think I would lead a crusade to change. I'm getting headshots on Tuesday. Expensive headshots. The pressure of investing that kind of money, hoping that you will get a return, is so intense. And it all is made, it's my decisions. Do I get enough sleep? What do I choose to wear? What face do I choose to make? I can't tell what my face is doing. I don't know. Why is this elitist practice still a part of this industry? I mean, there's so many re-upped my actor's access to apply, I will say. Should have led with this. <laughs> For, and just like that, chic bar patrons <laughs> filming on Wednesday. I was dying when I saw it. It was literally the first, uh, maybe second in the breakdown. I was like, well, yeah, of course. Let me get another year of unlimited I mean, I should be more on top of it anyway, but yeah, we'll see what happens. But I'm going to be on the lookout. I should have been more active about this, you know, when they started filming, but it would be absolutely hilarious to be background in and just like that. So yeah, I, I would love for the practice of uh, headshots to stop. I would love to not pay the money that I pay to these stupid fucking casting websites. There's so many businesses preying upon people trying to follow their dreams. It's truly disgusting. You should all be ashamed. My sister's coming in town tonight. I'm excited. It's her 30th birthday. We're going on a boat tomorrow. A boat brunch. I hope you enjoy this lovely fake summer. I hope that your weekend is fantastic. I hope that you take advantage of all this gorgeous city has to offer. I will be back next week, hopefully with an intro. If not, I'll just play the marching band again. Thank you for listening. I love you. I love New York. Have a good day, guys. Bye.